Welcome to Tales of Existence with me, Daniel Savage, a small man asking the big question, what does it mean to exist? Each week I have my guests create their own fictional tale of existence through the medium of what we like to call a tale baby. This week I have Nicola Jones. Um, She's a good friend and we have a good chat about her tale baby. Uh, Just carry on listening and you'll find out all about it. Uh, This episode was, as usual, recorded during lockdown. So if Nicola sounds like she's speaking from down the telephone, it's because she is. Although hopefully, going forwards, I might be able to have a few more uh, guests actually in person. Imagine that. Anyway, if you want to find out more about Tales of Existence, then check out the podcast descriptions for all of the links. But that's the intro. Um, If you want to give us a five-star rating or get in touch or share the podcast with your friends and family, then you have my permission. Go forth, join the existence. Right, that's the intro then. Here is the podcast. Well, it is as soon as this music uh, finishes, which is now. Hello, Nicola. Hello. Hello, welcome to Tales of Existence. Thanks for uh, agreeing to be uh, on it this Friday evening. How are you? I'm pretty good, yeah. A couple of glasses of wine in. But I think you're the first guest where we've been having a drink during the uh, the record, so well, that, that we'll see how that works. Yeah, it could get weird. Right. So, you tell baby. Do you have any idea of what type of baby you're going to raise? Um, yeah, well, I'm thinking, so my whole life I've always placed, like, human values and human emotion onto inanimate objects. Okay, your whole life? My whole life, yeah. So when I was in school, you know those little, like, um, round, like, polystyrene balls that they have to teach you about atoms and the oh, yeah. things? I remember my friend picking one of those off there and then she was like, oh, this one's been left out. And then she gave it to me and I still have it to this day because I feel like it was rejected by all its friends in the science class. And I, I really think it has some kind of emotion and I know that's crazy. Wow. wow. So technically you've been raising tail babies your whole life. Yeah, exactly. And then I had a <laughs> screwdriver at university. <laughs> you know, I've never heard about this. What do you mean you have a screwdriver? No, what's a screwdriver? It's a really sad story. Oh. Um, So I had a screwdriver called Jimmy, and I think it was potentially called Jimmy at the time on a a play of Jim will fix it, which is not that that acceptable these days. Let's potentially call him something else. Um, (laughs) But I drew a little face on him, and as soon as I drew that face, that was it. Jimmy was alive. And I remember... um, Gilles, one of my uni friends, took it off me and he was threatening... Well, first of all, he carved a penis into it. (laughs) Classic uni (laughs) behaviour. No, and in the end, um, then then he was always looking for it to try and destroy it to upset me. So in the end, I told him that I put it in the sanitary bin in the toilet. Um, And because that was the one place I knew he wouldn't go. I had him hidden in my bedroom. And to this day, my mum and dad use that screwdriver and it still has a penis carved into it. Wow. 
my tail baby is going to be like an inanimate object, basically. Right. Do we know which object? Well, I had pizza for dinner, so let's go for a pizza cutter. Does this pizza cutter have a name? Yes, he's called... Oh, it's a he. Clive. 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 Clive the pizza cutter. That's good. It's nice for them to have a job already. Exactly. Like built yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like all kind of, I don't know, everything is always a he, isn't it? And I always wanted to say she, but I know that halfway through this, I'll fall back into saying he. So let's just stick with he. Stick with he. That's fine. Where is it going to be born? Where's this? Where's Clive going to be from? Is he going to be from where you're from, or is he going to be from Italy? <laughs> or... uh, yeah, no, yeah. So he was born in Tuscany, oh. and I adopted my tail baby. You didn't give birth to the pizza cutter yourself. I, I didn't give birth. <laughs> I mean, that would be nasty. No, I uh, I adopted him. Okay, great. <laughs> from because he'd been abandoned by his pizza cutter parents. Yeah, his mum didn't love him because, you know, when she was giving birth, she suffered severe blood loss from <laughs> from his shape. So they abandoned him. They didn't really love him. So I took him in. I said, I don't mind that you cut pizzas. <laughs> oh, dear, it's already got weird. <laughs> it's, it's only going to get worse, isn't it? Um, so where we where 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 are you from? Where what's your upbringing like? You're a you're from the. We... I was born in a town called Oswestry, which is just on the England side of the Welsh border, and I grew up on a farm, which is pretty much right on the border between Wales and England, um, between Shropshire and Powys. Lovely. So, would you want Clive to um, experience farm life, or are you getting away from that? Uh, no, I think because I loved my childhood on the farm, it was really nice. And um, Clive deserves a bit of love and nurture. So, you know, he likes to play with the little lambs and things when they're born in spring and then slice them up when they're ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess as on the farm, you have to be able to do that. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's something that uh, growing up on a farm, you really know about where your food comes from and you accept that that's the process so and it also makes you think more about what kind of food you buy I guess yeah well I guess is this why you've always put, put um, meaning into inanimate objects is because you grew up on a farm so all the living ones <laughs> were eaten <laughs> so you know that screwdriver is not going anywhere I can love it it's not going to disappear <laughs> maybe yeah maybe there's something in that because I, I think one of the most heartbreaking moments of my whole life was um, I hand-reared a lamb called Topsy, um, who didn't have a mum. And so I fed him by bottle. And then when he was older, I saw him in the field and I was like, oh, Topsy. And we had a nice um, reuniting moment. And then he bunted me. And it was so upsetting. What's what, bunted? Me, like, like, butted me, like hit me with his head. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it was really upsetting because I was like, gosh, this thing that I loved with all my heart just totally rejected me but it's never going to happen with a pizza cutter is it <laughs> no not if you've adopted it it owes you 
exactly. Clive owes you his existence. Clive has nothing but me. <laughs> he needs me. I think this is turning into more of a therapy session than I intended, but... um. Yeah, I think, sorry, I was trying, I said at the beginning I wasn't going to make it dark, and it's getting dark. What period of time would you like Clive to exist in? Do you want him around in the current time? Do you want him to bring him up in the past, in the future? Where do you think is a good um, spot for Clive? Well, Clive transcends time in a way because he's going to, he's going to outlive all of us. So he's going to see things in the future that we'll never see. He's going to see, he's going to witness the collapse of the human race. Oh, wow. Okay, so one of the questions I do ask is how long do you think, how long is this tail baby going to live? Like what constitutes a good life? for for Clive but it's it's clearly quite a long time yeah I th I'm gonna say um a million years I was <laughs> <laughs> gonna see him he's, do a lot he's made of sturdy stuff is Clive yeah <laughs> okay. wherever there's a pizza to cut Clive will be there so he'll be around at least as long as pizza exactly plus a million years. Although, if he's, if he's going to witness the demise of the human race, that means that whatever comes after us is still eating pizzas. Maybe that's the one thing they ado adopt from uh, our culture after destroying us. Yes, maybe. Is, okay, we'll keep the pizza. Yeah. Clive's still got a job. What do you do? What's your job now? And was that what you always thought you wanted to do? No, well, now I work in sexual health. So if I was kind of, you know, a five-year-old running around saying, one day I want to work in sexual health, that would be a bit odd, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, no, when I was a child, I think I had three things that I really wanted to do. So one was to be a professional tennis player. Um, and me and my sister used to play tennis in the garden and... One of us would get to be Steffi Graf, whichever one was in charge that day. Okay. And then the other one would be uh, Lindsay Davenport. But we'd stand outside, like, really pathetically hitting the ball, but making all the, like, grunting noises. <laughs> and then the other thing I wanted to be was potentially an archaeologist, because I just love Jurassic Park. <laughs> and you're like, up. yeah, that's what I need to do. I was like, yes, I want that life. Digging <laughs> stuff up. Yeah. And then, um, but I think the thing that I wanted to be the most was a river dancer. <laughs> a river dancer. What, because you'd seen I, Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance or something? Yes, I had all the river dance videos and me and my sister would copy them in, in the living room, watching them on DVD. But we, we weren't like just messing around. We were deadly serious about our dancing. Um, unfortunately, in the middle of Oswestry, there aren't, you know, there's not a big calling for river dance classes. <laughs> I guess there is. <laughs> so I did do tap for a little bit, but it was just it just wasn't the same. Because river dance is very straight upper body and yeah. incredibly fast legs. Incredibly did fast legs. Did you have the fast legs? <sighs> I don't think I ever quite got the fast legs. But may... I had the I had the jump around with your arms by your side. I had okay. that bit in here. Yeah. But the speed, but... I guess without without that uh, class you couldn't build on your natural talent. No, exactly. I know. And then I saw Riverdance live. I went to see the show in Manchester a few years ago, and it was the second time I cried with happiness in my life. Wow, what was the first time? 
Um, the first time is when I went to see uh, Jurassic Park at the Royal Albert Hall with a live orchestra. <laughs> so those are the those are the two times you've ever cried with happiness. Yes. So unfortunately, you know, the adoption of Clive didn't quite <laughs> didn't quite make the pun not intended. So how did you go from crying at Jurassic Park and Riverdance to sexual health? Yeah, it's just been a bit of a random journey, I guess. Never really had a plan in my life. When I knew the Riverdance career wasn't going to work out, I guess I just, you know, went wherever the wind took me. <laughs> and it took me into chlamydia. <laughs> Where's the one place you would want Clive to visit? Anywhere in the world that you think Clive definitely needs to see this place? See, So Clive's a bit of a city boy, actually. So he was, you know, he was born and raised in the, in the mad cities cutting pizza. So I'd like Clive to have a bit of peaceful resolve and I would take him to the Scottish Highlands. Oh, nice. Away from the hustle and bustle. Yeah, and there's not there's not many pizzas up there, so... So he wouldn't be you know, called can, on to work. Yeah, he can leave his job behind and just be who he is <laughs> and really enjoy nature. That's nice. So have you been to the Highlands much or does it just sound like a good place for him? No, I have been to Highlands. Scotland is my favourite country in the whole world. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so... Um, but actually, that perception might be slightly skewed because weirdly, every time I go to Scotland, the weather is always perfect. And I've been loads of times as well. Um, and it's always like glorious sunshine. So perhaps it's not a fair representation. And I'm planning to go again in October and maybe it'll just piss it down the whole time and then I'll change my mind about my favourite place in the world. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I went in uh, February and it was snowing. Oh, uh, yeah, but snow's nice. Yeah, it was actually because, well, the first day it was it was a lot of rain and then snow. And then when we were there, it was nice. We went skiing. And then, but driving home, <clears throat> I saw about three accidents just because the snow had frozen and everyone on the motorway was sliding about. Just cars have skidded. No one, like, was injured. Oh, okay. See, um, if you had Clive with you, he'd just slice right through that ice. Oh, you could attach him to, you need, well, you might need two, one on each wheel, like a snowplow. Unless you're on a motorbike. Clive needs to be on a motorbike. There we go. Problem solved. Yeah, and that's that's how I do all my travelling around the, the Highlands. <laughs> on your bike with Clive at the front. Yeah. So when I say he escaped his job, you know, he went from <laughs> cutting pizzas to being strapped to a front wheel of a motorbike. So, you know, it wasn't really an upgrade for Clive. <laughs> he doesn't seem to get a lot of say in what happens to him. <laughs> no, yeah, and he didn't see much of the Highlands, but he saw a lot of the roads up there. <laughs> oh, so you didn't take him off the, the bike when you got there? <laughs> you just well, no, it. no, yeah. I did. I let him see the mountains a bit. We did. We did a bit of skiing. Okay. What is an essential skill that Clive needs to learn? An essential skill. I would say. I would say he needs to nail down a party trick. A early part. door. <laughs> Party trick early doors, like, what, juggling or...? Uh... Yeah, anything like that. So I, I think I, I get him juggling from about age five to make sure by the time he's 10 or 11, he's nailed it. Okay. And then, you know, he's golden for friends. You go to school, you say, I can juggle. 
Famously, no one's ever been picked on. <laughs> Jugglers are often the most accepted <laughs> members of society. <laughs> well, no one will say anything else about you. Like, no one, no one's going to pick on the fact that he's a pizza cutter because they'll be like, wow, pizza cutter who can juggle. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> have you got a party yeah. skill then? Um, I used to have a party trick in that I could do the splits. But, uh, um, I'd love to be able I can't even touch my toes. Really? Yeah. They're so close. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like. Sorry, everybody thinking that was cruel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's alright. I'm, I'm aware that I'm five foot six, and um, um, I think when I was younger, I must have been able to, but now I can sort of touch my shins, but I can't. Uh, I can't yeah, get any further down. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I just sit down. Part. I can just sit down and cross my legs. Next time you go to a party, just go watch this guy. So I can touch my shins. But no, my my I yeah, so I used to be able to do the splits and it got I got very braggy about it, I think. And then um I did a project in Malaysia for a bit and then I really wanted to I was the last person to arrive, so I was like, I need to make some friends. And so they were talking about party tricks one night and I was like, This is where I'm gonna crack out the old splits. So I think I went in a bit too hard and fast and something snapped in my coin. (laughs) I was so proud I didn't want to admit it. So just while my eyes welled up and a couple of tears. So they thought you were doing happy tears, but it wasn't happy tears. Yeah, they thought I was crying with happiness because I'd done the splits. But uh, no, I just had to ride it out and pretend that everything was fine. But then for weeks later, we were all living in the same house. I couldn't walk up the stairs. I had to lift my right leg and put it on the next step. Um, so that was the last time I ever did the split. So I would teach Clive a much safer... Yeah, just ease into it rather than full yeah, force. Yeah, jumping in and claiming you can do the splits when, you know, you can't really... There are other ways to make friends. Juggling is much safer, I would imagine. As long as it's with... I mean, with fire is probably a bit different. He can progress to fire as he gets a bit older. Yeah. What what age is good for someone to start with fire? Well, you've got to be young enough that you're not so scared about it, but old enough to know your limits. Yeah. So I would say maybe like 22. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very. <laughs> 22. If you turn 23 and you haven't started with fire yet, it's too late. What would you like him to achieve other than to be held up as a some sort of god after all humans have died? <laughs> well, I'd quite like Clive to be someone who achieves a lot, but also somehow slides through under the under the radar. Okay. Because I think I think fame and celebration might be too much for Clive. He's a very fragile person. Right, so you want to protect him from the horrors of fame, and yeah, but... maybe maybe Clive will be celebrated after his time. So after a million, after years, a million years, people will go, "Oh shit, remember that Clive? <laughs> he was all right, wasn't he? He could juggle. Yeah, he could juggle. <laughs> Multi-talented." <laughs> Will Clive find love, and is it important, do you think, in life to find love, or 
Well, I guess it depends. I, I think love is important in life. Find, like being romantic love. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't have romantic love in my life and I'm happy with that. So I guess Clive has to be two. <laughs> <laughs> he can have my um, love and that's it. <laughs> um, Clive, I think Clive is going to struggle with love for a bit and he's going to struggle with his even with the juggling. I, yeah, yeah, because he's a pizza cutter. So, you know, people are going to be nervous about getting close to that with their genitals. That is That is very <laughs> true. <laughs> so I think Clive is going to fall in love. He's going to meet someone who's asexual and they just want a romantic partnership, but they don't necessarily want any of the physical love. Right, they're okay. Going fall, they're going to fall in love and, yeah, they'll live... They'll live happily ever after. But unfortunately, because Clive lives a million years... He might have a few. Yeah, he might have a few. So he's going he's gonna to experience some loss as well, unless he can find someone else that's also going to live a million years. He could. He might hook up with my polystyrene ball. Cut it in half? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe the screwdriver. Maybe Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy and Clive. Yeah, they Jimmy's can... had a hard life. Jimmy can... They're both quite useful, though. Yeah, true. They could be like a super team. And and Jimmy's got his own. He's got a little penis on him as well. So, don't know if Clive's into that. Yeah, and it's also a penis that Clive can't cut off. <laughs> For once. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he does find love. He does. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and he's not had a lot of love in his life apart from me. Well, I think having love is, is, I don't think finding love is a necessity, but having or being loved is, whether it's from friends or family, I think that's the... Yes, I think this, the, is, yeah, this is what I was trying to say earlier when I said I... Well, I can't even remember what I said. <laughs> well, that was basically that. It was basically that, yeah. yeah. Having love, but yeah, maybe maybe appreciate the love you have rather than striving for something you have no control over. Love finds you. Love, love finds a way, like love life does in I Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park last night. <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you cry happy tears at the memory? Uh, no, because when I cried happy tears, it was uh, it was with the live orchestra, and I think that was what made me cry. And what? it was also on the big screen, and I'd never seen it. On oh, the okay. Yeah, Jurassic so... Park was the first film uh, to ever give me nightmares as a child. Oh, really? And I still, I still, I still have a recurring dream where I'm chased by the T Rex. Oh, I think Scream was the first film that ever gave me nightmares, and that's because my parents let me watch it when I was way too young. Oh, really? <laughs> my parents didn't let me watch anything that wasn't age-appropriate. Like, they, yeah. went off, they went off the guidance. Like... Oh, my parents... I went, to, I went to the cinema to see Titanic when I was nine or ten, and it's an age twelve. Oh, is it? Oh, it is, yeah. Okay. Oh, they've got a little boob scene. They've got a saucy scene in it, which is not acceptable for a nine-year-old. <laughs> And has it, has it affected you? Do you... <laughs> um, well, actually, I just thought maybe it's not the saucy scene. Maybe it's the horrific amount of death. That's <laughs> that true. That everybody dies in that film. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, no, it's not age appropriate because she puts her hand on a steamy window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that if the Titanic made it to the other side, someone's going to have a very unhappy opening of that car. Oh, that's true. Well, hopefully they kept everything contained. Well, 
Um, this took a turn. How have we got on to Titanic? I don't, I don't know, but oh, it was about oh films that gave you nightmares, but it wasn't. The Titanic. It, it wasn't. You said you, you said life finds a way. Yes. Love finds a way, and then we referred it back to Jurassic Park, and then as soon as someone mentions Jurassic Park, you know, Where I forget off? about class. Oh. And then, when it was on last night, I forgot to give them dinner. So which which bit of Jurassic... Um, for some reason, I'm really interested in this. Which bit of Jurassic Park did you cry at? Was it just the the sound of the orchestra? Or was there a, a, a specific moment? Yeah, it was the sound of the orchestra when it started. You know, the... Ah, uh, and then it was all... Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Riverdance, um, it was the moment that I heard their shoes clunking <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> They all tap, tap, tap with the fast feet. Yeah. <laughs> They're moving so fast you couldn't even Those see their shoes. Celtic pan pipes. Off you went. Yeah. I was gone. <laughs> uh, we've heard about Clive's existence then. What have you got planned for the rest of your existence? Or are you just going with the wind? As a, as, a, as it were. <laughs> um, well, the rest of my existence. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm a person that hasn't doesn't ever really look too far into the future. I mean, I've never really followed a plan. Which I guess I've is always... good in the current scheme of things. Yeah, I am thriving. <laughs> Because it doesn't ruin any plan I may have had. Um, no, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, maybe it's a good quality, maybe it's a bad quality, but I just do what I feel like doing in the moment, I guess. Would you want and Clive to do the same? Yeah, I think it's quite a happy existence. There's less pressure of, oh, I'm this age, I need to do this certain thing. It's just, I don't know, do, do whatever you feel like doing, I guess. I do want to, so while I've been in lockdown, I have struggled with not being able to be outdoors as much as I want to or go and explore. Yes. Um, and I have become obsessed with a woman on YouTube who does long distance hikes. And so now I really, really want to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Wow. Okay. So, so where that does that go my, from? Uh, it goes from the Mexico border to the Canada border. So... I think, and there's lots of snow as well, so I think if I carry Clive along with me, he can help, you know, slice up some of that snow, help with grit. Like, he needs an ice axe when you've got When Clive. you've got Clive. Yeah. So he'll come on that journey with me. That's awesome. I'm going for a hike tomorrow. I bought hiking boots today. Oh, you're going to get blisters. Oh, well, tomorrow's yeah. breaking them in. Where are you going for a hike? Uh, Ingleton Falls. Cumbria Way, Peak District. Oh, nice. Uh, there's just a lot of waterfalls on some. There are. I'm going to go go for a little hike. That'd be nice. Okay. I miss the Peak District. Everything is flat down here. Oh, yes. We, so you're in Oxford at the minute, aren't you? I'm in Oxford, yeah. Um, and there are no hills. <laughs> uh, canals? Is there a canal? Yes, but the canals are notoriously flat. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's sort of, it's water, it's nature. Man-made, man-made nature. Is a canal nature? <laughs> no, it isn't. 
It really isn't. I don't know why I said uh, it. It might have a duck on it. That's interesting. <laughs> Wildlife. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I'll just walk along the canal and give up on this piece of TV. So would you go back to farm life or are you would... Or are you happy just visiting nature? I love going home to the farm, but I I know nothing about farming. My sisters know loads more, and um, sometimes I'm ashamed that I know squat about farming. <laughs> yeah, so you, you've got two older sisters. Are you the middle one? or? I'm the youngest. Thank the you youngest, yes. Uh, so is Clive going to be all right without siblings, or would you prefer him to have them? Um... I'd like Clive to have siblings, but it's it's really hard to find other pizza cutters that have been abandoned <laughs> to adopt by by their parents. Yeah, so he he can be part of my siblings. Okay. Although the fact the fact that he's male already throws a spanner in the works to sister club. Maybe he can make a brother club with my in laws and and with Jimmy the Screw Driver. And Jimmy, so I've only really got one in law really. Yeah. He's, uh, he's one of my sister's boyfriends so you know in his club it's him a pizza cutter and a screwdriver so. <laughs> awesome so uh, just to tell you the, the little the tale of Clive so he's a Clive is a pizza cutter born in Tuscany he was sadly abandoned by his parents uh, due to complications in childbirth. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at <laughs> This is your baby. Realising um, my mind is potentially quite dark. <laughs> so he's been he's been abandoned by his, his birth mother and father. So have you been holidaying in Tuscany? Is that how you found him? Or, or have you been actively searching for pizza cutters? Um, so my, my sister was holidaying in Tuscany and she told me this terrible tale. Oh. And I said, I've got to do something to help that poor Clive. And I did. Wonderful. Um, one place that he should definitely visit is the Highlands of Scotland. Yeah. And one essential skill he should learn in life is to have a party trick, to which we suggested juggling. Um, so he's always oh, got wrong. friends, because jugglers famously uh, never get picked on. His existence is going to be uh, mainly about cutting things, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> and grip. It's also about grip in the snow. <laughs> it's cutting and grip. Um, yeah, he's cutting grip. being useful. Clive's very useful. Yeah. And yeah, he's going to live... Sorry? Don't we all strive for that? We all strive for Clive. Um, he's going to live for a million years because all human beings will die out, but whatever replaces us will still keep pieces. Yes. I mean, it sounds like a good life. Yeah, if that's any reflection on my life, it's it's quite it's quite dark um, and a little bit haphazard, maybe. Uh, would you say that's accurate? <laughs> I wouldn't say I would live a dark life, but no. definitely a haphazard one. But yeah, no. Thank you for giving us Clive. Is there anything anything else that you'd like to say to Clive, or any last advice that you would give to him? Thank you. You forgot about Clive's love story with Jimmy. Oh, yes. He will find... Well, we thought he'd find numerous lovers, but unfortunately, due to Clive... Being a pizza cutter. Being a pizza cutter, there'd always be complications with with that. So yeah. he's going to be matched up with, with Jimmy. Yeah. 
The screwdriver. Yeah. And they live for a million years together. Oh. I live on through them. Wonderful. I would just say don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Be in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, just enjoy it. Awesome. Otherwise, you're missing the current moments by worrying about what they mean. So yeah, thank you, Nicola, and... Goodbye! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I was thinking in my head to say a nice, friendly, like, bye-bye! Oh, that was good. (laughs) Bye-bye. Oh, God, it's awful, isn't it, when you're really conscious that you're being recorded. <laughs> See, this, I just totally went against my own advice and started overthinking. You did, things. you weren't in the moment. You're ahead of yourself. If I was in the moment, I would have said, bye-bye. Oh, I can cut that out. How's that? Yes. Brilliant. Take that on the end. All right. <laughs> okay, we're done. We're done. Oh, that was... That, that got weird. <laughs>